Hi everyone, Joel and Andy back on the Stay Hungry podcast and interestingly today we're talking about what do we mean by stay hungry. No Andy, I haven't had any lunch but that's not what we mean. Ah, I thought I could hear something. (laughs) Why have you had any lunch? Well, you sent me out on errands. Oh, that was you volunteering to go to Milton Keynes? Sean listens to this podcast. (laughs) He's our listener. (laughs) I thought it was my mum. Right, what do we mean by stay hungry? Uh, Well, it's that, I I can tell you what this is born out of. Ah, go on. So we had a client um, who did really well working with us. So, um, well, they're a vehicle leasing company. They got two forecourts in two different towns. And they also had a franchise agreement with other forecourts around the country. And so we built them a website where people could get a quote, book their vehicle. And what happened was very quickly, all of the forecourts had no vehicles left. And rather than the client being delighted about it and us thinking this is the best thing since sliced bread, they just saw it as a problem. It was like it had gone too well. And it was the first time in business I'd encountered that. Certainly the first time working with you, I'd encountered that. And and I couldn't understand it. Now, I, I, I do appreciate nobody, not all people want to grow to huge multi-million pound companies. I, I get that. But if you're an entrepreneur and you want to engage a marketing company or you want to engage marketing techniques when the business does well that should be a good thing and time to take the next step and that's kind of where stay hungry was born for me yeah i think some business owners they think they want to become the next bill gates elon musk super successful multi-millionaire entrepreneur but the reality is they don't, which is a lot different to, I don't know, you've got a plumber who's happy plumbing on his own from nine to five. He's happy having four weeks away with his family in the year where his business shuts down and that's all he wants. And he's not stressed, happy. he's not responsible for any employees. He's happy. That's great. That's totally different to what we're talking about, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's, that's an interesting point that some people have a business as a lifestyle business, which is pretty much what you just described. And I completely respect that. That's amazing. If you can earn a living, your family's happy, your family's safe, you're all well fed, and you get a couple of weeks holiday a year, power to you. Sounds very good to me. Yeah, power to you. Then obviously you've got the other extreme, like you say, the Amazons of this world, that it's just an absolute monster of a machine. But but what... I gave the money, Joel. I gave the money at the weekend here. What have you had? I went, um, went to a bookshop on Saturday with my friend. You haven't done the whole, I I've seen a book in a bookshop, but it's 10 quid cheaper on Amazon. This is You've got previous with this. I, I feel really bad saying this, but right, I was browsing for quite a while in this bookshop, right? Yeah. And no no one came to ask if I needed any help or anything. And okay, that's that's fine. They looked they look to you and thought, um, that guy can't read. <laughs> there's, no, there's no coffee shop inside the bookshop, which again is fine, but I really think if you're a bricks and mortar business... You, you need to offer an experience. You need yeah, to be an experiential yeah. business because there was a book I saw. I thought, bloody hell, read the back cover. 
this looks cool. I want to buy it. I did what anyone does, look at the price. £16.99 for a hardcover. I thought, well, that, that's fair enough. But I did what maybe I shouldn't have done is, yeah, I opened up my phone, went onto Amazon, exactly the same book, hardcover, available free the next day, free delivery, £7. £7 versus £16.99. So, yeah, you mentioned Amazon. If you're a business and you are competing up against Amazon, fucking hell, you need to offer something different. You need to show, offer some kind of experience, increased value. If you can't compete on price, you need to compete on value because that's the one thing that obviously Amazon can't do, purely price-based. Yeah, absolutely. It's clinical. It's completely clinical. Um, But to be honest... We're no different because, you know, I, I posted about it somewhere and someone moaned about, oh, yeah, it's all right for you. You're a service-based industry. You don't have to compete with Amazon. No, but, do you know, I do have to compete with people in India and the Philippines offering what Cobreak does for, like, £2 an hour. We have to compete with Facebook themselves. Well, yeah, <laughs> who, who want to cut out marketing agencies because they know they can get more money direct yeah. from business owners. Oh, yeah, sorry. Our competitors are Google and Facebook. Mm, bastards, <laughs> bastards. Uh, but, yeah, you mentioned Amazon. I thought about that, and it's like... So, so yeah, if you are up against Amazon, holy shit, do you need to be hungry and properly want it? I mean, I made sort of four points here about yeah. hungry. I said, right, um, hungry to do more than the bare minimum, hungry to learn, hungry to succeed, and hungry to work hard. So the hungry to succeed, that's probably what we talk about now. So, you know, if you want a part-time job, that, that, that's fine. But if you want to be a business superstar, You've got to want it. And when when you're talking to a business owner who says they want it and you invite them to a networking do and they say, oh, eight in the morning, but early for me, then the two yeah. things don't align. Yeah, so right, but like, I'll, I'll do two sides of the coin here. An area of my life where I clearly want it and I'm hungry and an area of my life where I've let myself down. You're not talking about lunch again, are you? No, well, I do want some lunch. Um, so this morning... Client review. So one of our top tier clients, uh, absolutely flying. It's great. Posted some testimonials on social media, really chuffed. But he's a three-hour drive from here. Four hours of the, the speed you drive. Well, a different one I'm on my own. <laughs> so you, I'm a great passenger, Joe. What are you on about? Well, no, I'm just thinking when I've got precious cargo, I go steady. Um, nice guy, Did really. Did take you three hours? No, I was probably there in two hours, ten. Okay. Do you stop at Cherwell Valley? No, I stopped at rugby. It's lovely rugby services. It's better than Cherwell Valley. We've been to rugby services together. Anyway. Oh, the nice one with the, the booths. Yeah. Oh, very nice. We digress. So, I could have done this on the telephone. I could have done it on Zoom. But ultimately, looking in the whites of someone's eyes to congratulate them on how well they've done so far and, and our partnership, get, get up at, well, half past five. Walk the dog, get in the car, get there, get back. I was back. I was back here at half past twelve because I had an appraisal for a member of staff. Two hours one. after Nathan, and, uh, <laughs> and um, that's that's where he's throwing me <laughs> off track. That's that's where I'm hungry. An area. Where, I mean, on a previous podcast, we were talking about nobody cares work harder, or where I'm perhaps not hungry enough is. I very often work late in the office. The office is kind of my. That's where I get shit done. Uh, but I'll get home at, say, 7 o'clock, and there's still work to be done. I've got a wife there. You know, there's dinner to be cooked. There's conversation to be had. There's dogs to be walked. Well, you need to stop now, Joel, because if Emma's listening to yeah. the podcast, I'm going to have to do some more stuff at home. I can feel it coming. But the the reality is, at times, I've let myself down there where I've got home, I'm tired, all I want to do is have a shower, 
read my book for a bit, go to bed. And actually, stay hungry is a philosophy you can apply to not just work or business, but, I mean, you apply it to uh, exercise well. You know, the last three years, you've been unbelievable compared to what you were like the three years prior. And that's been about staying hungry. Uh, it's just getting older. All that. <clears throat> but you, you see what I'm saying. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, absolutely. And so do you, on this note then, do you think you can learn to be hungrier or do you think, because we both talked about work yeah. ethics, we both talked about our fathers and about how we had to work. And yeah, no, not down the slate mines, age nine, but we both had to work as kids and bring money into the house. So do you think that something is instilled you from child or... It's like, no, no, you, you can learn, appreciate, and realise that a hard work ethic will get you further than basically I, wanting to work part-time. I would politely say for both of us that if we'd just taken the examples of our parents, we'd be busy fools. Mm-hmm. So we'd work very hard, but we wouldn't have much to show for it, where hunger isn't just about work ethic it's about thirst it's about how much do you want to learn how much do you want to progress as a person do you want to become a better person do you want to be able to do business better do you want to be able to have more impact and where's that come from because the alternative seems shit (laughs) so is that that, so do you think it's driven more by fear that i know you you see someone in the street, and you're like, I don't want to be like them. Because I, I, I got to be honest, I know when when I took a year off, basically because I just couldn't face going straight into more studying. Um, I got a job in a factory, and it, it wasn't the first factory job I had. I've been working in factories since I was 16 by that point. But my dad was terrified that I'd enjoy working in a factory so much I actually wouldn't end up going to university. But that year, and I had a great fun. Yeah, I met some salty earth people in this factory, it, and had great fun. Um, but bloody hell. I didn't want a life like a lot of them had, which was get your wage packet on a Friday. In those days, you're paid by cash. So the wage van, how no one ever knocked it off. I tell you, a wage van would turn up loaded with cash on a Friday afternoon and you'd get your money in an envelope. Right, envelope, yeah, literally. They'd go down to the pub and they'd basically spend it on Friday and Saturday. They'd be skint on Monday and you start over again. No, of course, not everyone, but a lot of people were like that. So I did have that fear. And I said to dad, believe me, there is no way I'm not going to university because no, I... For myself personally, I don't want that kind of life. And I think that probably motivated me a lot because for some people, that kind of regimented uh, routine is brilliant. You know what time you start, you know what time you finish, you know what time at lunch is, you know what you're going to get paid, you go home and and there's no work commitments. Whereas you know as a business owner, you can't switch off. So you're there at 10 o'clock in the evening or you're trying to get to bed, but you keep waking up because you've got an exciting idea. Mm. I've got to be honest, sometimes, sometimes it does appeal to me, that sort of easier life. Yeah, well, I mean, we were talking about this yesterday. So my mum won't mind me saying she's not a particularly uh, career-driven person. She's not ambitious in that way. But consider, I, I had a very working-class upbringing, and I'd say the one thing that differentiated my mum from some of my friends' mums but she never said things to me like, that's not for you, or "You people like us can't have that. She n- never said that thing, those things to me. She always said, the world's your oyster. You c- if you put your mind to it, you can you can achieve it. 
and that's Martha McFly's dad, wasn't it? <laughs> but she, she, yeah, she always, she never held me back from chasing my dreams, and because I feel lucky in that sense. Yeah, no, no, I, I totally get that. I mean, my first point, well, in no order, I said hungry to do more than the bare minimum. I don't want this to, I guess, to turn into another podcast about entitlements, but I, I do feel sad when, say, maybe we're interviewing someone or we're involved in the recruitment process for a client. Mm. And that sense of entitlement comes from the candidate about you'd be, you be lucky to have them and they turn up at, they want to turn up at one minute to nine, leave at one minute past five, do the bare minimum and still expect to get like a pay rise every year. Yeah, you should be grateful for my presence. Yeah, yeah I've, I think there are a lot of, a lot of people out there who, who do want to do more than the bare minimum because anything more, it's almost like you're ripping them off. Yeah, well, and obviously that, there is exploitation. Yeah, absolutely. But there's also just fucking working hard and be and being happy for for a, a, achieving more than the average person. Yeah, and it's the comparison. The comparison's really interesting. That um, and something me and you are, I think, good at that not many people do is I always compare myself to myself yesterday. Have I improved somehow? today from yesterday where a lot of people are comparing themselves to Johnny over the road or, and it's like, you don't know what's going on in their house. They might have a Porsche on the drive, but you don't know, you don't know what they've done to achieve that. You don't know. You've no clue. They might've inherited it. They might work 20 hours a day. They, they might have won it. So you you can't make those comparisons. It might be that Johnny's wife beats him up every day and he bought the Porsche because it's the only thing happy in his life. Where Comparison is a thief of joy. Yeah, where if you compare yourself to yourself, am I better today than I was yesterday? What have I learned today? Something you and I both do, write down the wins you've had that day. You That is a really good way to fuel your fire. Yeah. Do you know, obviously the best form of advertising is word of mouth, right? But I wonder whether some business owners rely so much on word of mouth because it involves no effort. You just sit back and, you you know, the field of dreams approach, as we call it. If you build it, they will come. Yeah. I wonder if that's just an easy way out. That uh, Excellent. My customers will do all that work for me. So some of the best marketing campaigns are word of mouth. But they only work if that business owner provides unbelievable value because then the word of mouth spreads like wildfire. But nine out of ten businesses don't provide unbelievable value, so you need more than word of mouth. Yeah. What about you? I mean, you you mentioned um, about learning, mm. hungry to learn, and you know, I was saying to Martha earlier that there's a a case I know uh, of a guy who was given a job from an old colleague. Now, him, these two guys haven't worked together in twelve years, but one guy offered the other one a job, and it quickly transpired that in 12 years he hadn't learned anything. His knowledge was at the same level it was 12 years ago. And this is in the media industry where, you know, shit changes Things quickly. Move on. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God. And some people don't want to learn. I remember the first, I think it was the first holiday I had with Emma, lying by the pool, and we got chatting to this other couple, and they're a really nice couple. And I think the guy um, ran, ran his own garage. And uh, he was like, oh, what, what are you reading? And I was reading whatever book it was. And I says, oh, do you, you, know, do you read much on holiday? No, no, I don't read. And I was like, what do you mean? You don't read on holiday? No, no, I just don't read. Hated it at school and have never read a book since. I was like, okay, that's 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 fair enough. Each their own. But at Cobra, for example, you, you've got to read. Like, of course, podcasts, YouTube, there are different ways of learning. 
But to work at Codebreak, it's books. And if you're not willing to learn free of charge from a book, I think you're going to struggle. Yeah, if you want to run your funny, own funny you mentioned that. So my, my wife said to me, just as pulling into Please the car. Please tell me Hannah, Hannah, well, Hannah reads a lot. She's a big reader, yeah. yeah. But just I pulled into the car park coming back today from, from my long drive. She said, what have you been doing in the car? Listening to the radio. I said, no. <laughs> I said, no. When I got up half past five this morning, whilst I was walking the dog, I created a car playlist of all the things I wanted to learn in in the four hours, five hours I was going to be in the car. So I listened to a Gary V podcast about NFTs, because that's an area I'm interested in. I listened to Joe Rogan interview David Goggins about how he became an ultra runner. Um, and I listened to some Robin Sharma, and I listened to a podcast on presenting. And, and she was like, oh, right. <laughs> but I had... That journey went in a flash because I was just so immersed in what I was doing. And and don't get me wrong, if I've had a long day, I'll drive home and just blast the tunes on. There's nothing better. But that... Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I think almost an early win and an easy win and a free win, say you drive to work and the average mm. commute's half an hour, you get out of your car in the office and you've already done half an hour's learning. So you're... you're probably already ahead of your competitors. Yeah. Because there are some people out there who who don't want to learn. There are some people out there who aren't willing to learn. And, of course, as we know, there are business owners out there who think they know it all already. Yeah, 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 exactly. There's things that you and I have invested in, business-wise and personally, that we'd have only learned by listening to podcasts and have done well out of. Because yeah. I think you can, you know, um, the quote on our office wall, or one of the quotes on office wall, is from Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. You know, be humble, be hungry, and always be the hardest worker in the room. So if if your competitor is The Rock, you're probably unlikely to be able to outwork him. But I reckon you can easily outlearn most of your competition out there. And so I think when we talk about staying hungry, I think learning is a is a is a big part of it. Yeah. Well so you mentioned podcasts there. What what books are top of your head, what what books would you recommend? On this subject? Um, no, just, just good good business mindset books. People want to learn about business. People want to learn about self-development. You, you, I mean, you've you got a lot out of the 5am club. A lot. Mm, that's a good one. And, and I'm, you know, I'm not a subscriber to the to the mantra that it has to be at 5am. But Have you read his, his new one? I haven't read the new one. I've read the one before. The not, Everyday Hero. Yeah. Manifesto. Really, really. I mean, Is it? fucking life-changing. Really good. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? And um, I think we both got quite a lot out of Stephen Bartlett's book. Regardless of what you think of him, there's a lot to be learned about modern business. On, do you know my favourite thing about that book? Go on, large print. <laughs> no, I, Not, I, that wasn't the special copy we got for you. <laughs> I uh, I thought that was a, yeah a really a really good book. I read that quite quickly, but some a lot of a lot of good insights in that one. Yeah, I, I mean, I Brian Tracy's eat that frog. I always come back to that. Because that, you can, that's compulsory reading when you join. You COVID. can read it in about twenty minutes, yeah. but it'll literally change your life. It doesn't matter if you're in business or not; it will literally change your life if you apply that logic. It's especially if people say, "I've got time to learn," or "I've got time to network," or mm. "I've got time for all this self development bollocks." It's like, well, yeah, read Eat That Frog, and he Brian Tracy will help you find time. And it is corny, but everyone's got twenty four hours in the day. And like you say, it doesn't it doesn't mean to be successful. You have to get up at five a.m. Although I think pretty much every every person we follow and our mentors, they are all early risers. Maybe not five o'clock, but they ain't lying in bed till half seven. 
No, I mean, <laughs> when Rob Moore was on this podcast, he said before 9am, I've done a full day's work and had three orgasms. Not sure what the orgasms have to do with it, but um, but the point the point being, you and I have probably done the average person's day's work before ten a.m. Yeah, it's a good way to start. Well, it, well, it works for us, doesn't mm. it? To know that okay, by nine o'clock we've walked the dogs, listened to a podcast, bloody done a bike ride, you know, written web page copy for whatever mm. it might be by the time most of our competitors are starting. Yeah. It's I mean, a good way to start the day. Because I'll um I put my phone away at night. So very often when I when I'm on the dog walk in the morning I'll reply to, to WhatsApps and voice notes and things. And obviously it's an unsociable hour and my friends will be like, You're weird. Why <laughs> am I getting texts at twenty past five in the morning or uh, well The average get up time <laughs> in the UK is seven thirty five. Yeah, uh, that's a lying. That's mad, isn't it? Uh, I, I sound like my dad now. My dad always used to say, why are you lying in bed? You're wasting the day. It's like, oh, I'm a teenage boy. And, and, uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, my stepbrother, he, he's a successful chemist in Sweden, I think. <laughs> that's how close we are. <laughs> but he probably doesn't get up to 11 a.m. every day. But then he works till 3, to 3 a.m. He's, he's just the he's geared differently. And, you know... I guess he's the one doing the night shifts in the in the lab or whatever. It's but it's how you use your time mm-hmm. and and the hunger for it. If you're one of those people that when you sat still and and I I, I have this, it eats away at you. Is this a good use of my time? You need to you need to really question if it is. And sometimes sometimes active rest is actually sensible. So just planning, I'm going to watch a film and let my brain unravel or watch some football or whatever it might be. But if you're, if, and uh, Andy will tell you more on this than I can, but uh, we had an employee whose ideal weekend was get home at five o'clock on a Friday, put pyjamas on and don't take them off till 8am on Monday. And that's like my worst nightmare. Watching Netflix. I mean, I like Netflix, but the rest, like, yeah, I... Well, it's, it's, I, there's no right or wrong. But it's like some people, I guess, want a feeling of accomplishment. Other people aren't fussed by that. Some people want to help others. Mm. Others aren't really fussed by that. Some people want to earn lots of money and are prepared to work hard for it. And I'd say a growing proportion of people want to earn lots of money but aren't prepared to work for it, or they're always looking for the next the next hack or shortcut yeah, or believe uh, they should. They've got a business idea, so they can't understand why it isn't selling. The internet's been brutal for that mm-hmm. because people think everyone's an overnight success. I was, This is very niche, but a really successful non-fungible token at the moment is called Board Ape. And if you'd have bought a Board Ape four months ago, it would cost you roughly $3,000. If you sold it today, you'd 100x your money. So... In four months, there's people who've gone from $3,000 to $300,000. But nobody bought a board ape on a whim. Those people that knew to do it have been researching and reading about the crypto market for two, three, four years. No, it's just luck, John. (laughs) I mean, I wish I'd bought one, but I didn't know what it was. So, well, that business thing I went to on Friday and and Russell Kane was the guest speaker – he said when he was talking about luck, he said 
if there's five quid on the pavement and someone's walking around, looking around, taking in their surroundings, compared to someone who's walking down the street with their head on their phone, who's going to find the five pounds and who's going to think themselves lucky? You know, lucky is about seeking opportunities. Luck is about doing the work. You know, the hard you work, mm. the lucky you get, as the old corny phrase is. But like I say, if someone's done their research, time, and made that investment, 3000 there's no, there's no fucking luck involved. I confused about this analogy. Podcast probably not the best to discuss it, but um, does he mean that the person that's looking around sees the fiver because yeah. they're looking around? Because yeah. in my head, if you're looking down at your phone, you're more likely to uh, see the fiver. Right, okay, probably me explaining it bad then. No, the person who's taking everything in yeah. versus the person who's just buried in TikTok. Yeah, 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 got you. Or probably feel themselves doing a silly dance on TikTok. Got you. Never yeah, do that. Absolutely. Never dance on TikTok, Joel. No, do you want no secret? Go on. I've got a TikTok account now. Oh, so have I. Well, I know you... But I deleted it after 10 minutes. Yeah, well, Gary V's on my case, so uh, okay. I've got a plan. Please don't start dancing, though. You'll never see me dance on TikTok. Well, no, no, let's set a goal. If I hit 100,000 followers on TikTok, I'll do a TikTok dance. How's that? Fucking hell. I mean, okay. It's, it's, yeah, it's unlikely, isn't it? So we'll be all right. Well, hello, come on, positivity thinking. <laughs> Yeah, I'll learn how to moonwalk if we get to that number. Oh, I can't get that vision out of my head now. Sorry. Right, so what do people do if they want to find out more? Right, so first things first, if you're enjoying our podcast and our content, please subscribe and share. Leave us a review. I'd absolutely love it if you did that. Thank you. And, yeah, if you want to work more closely with me and Andy, due to popular demand, we're launching a coaching service. And you can find that by visiting Um where we will teach you the marketing that sells formula, marketing, mindset, growth for your business, and some of it for your personal life. And Bob's your uncle, and Fanny's your aunt. Bob's your auntie's living lover. That's what you say, yeah. Yeah, but no one knows what a living lover is anymore, because... Everyone's a living lover. Terrible. Don't know what my grandma would say. It's like a tongue twister, this podcast. (laughs) Right, take care, everybody. See you soon.